Welcome to Waterloo's According to Noah. You struggled getting that out, didn't you? Yes. So, Noah, how was your week this week? Good. Did we even do anything this week? No. I don't think we did, did we? All we did is we went to, to Bluegrass, not sponsored. Yeah, we had some barbecue. I wish they sponsored us. And we did do one thing, because we did it after we recorded the podcast last week. Huh? What did we do last weekend? After we went... Go shooting guns. Yes, we went and shot guns. We your, went bang bang on gun gun. Your first time to shoot a gun wasn't a BB gun, right? No. What? It wasn't. BB gun. That's what I'm saying. It's your first time to shoot anything that wasn't a BB gun. Yes, guns are loud. Very loud. But not what we were shooting. It's just, well, Jake, your brother, had something that was very loud. Well, what were you shooting? Do you remember? No. A 22. A 22. An L-22. It was a 22 long rifle, yes. Was it loud? No, it just sounded like a BB gun. Wasn't much louder than a BB gun, was it? I do have a BB gun. And a bow. So, do you remember how far we were shooting at? No. 100 yards. We were shooting at a 50 yard. No, we were shooting 100 yards. And the place we went had digital uh, targets, which was really neat. You didn't have to go get your target to look at it, did you? It just showed up on the screen. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and did you ever hit the bullseye? No. Or did you ever get in the black? Yes. Did your dad ever get in the black? I don't want to talk about it now. <laughs> hey, it's all right. I've been shooting a lot longer than you. So why didn't you want to talk about it? Because I barely hit it yeah, it was your first time shooting especially this first time shooting a real gun right yes but was it fun yes but I was going to do the pistol but I chickened out that's okay I don't like shooting pistols either I don't like it because they yeah they do they kick a little they have a recoil recoil but if you once you shoot it you're used to it, but you got to shoot it that first time. But you held it, and you dry-fired it, right? I, yeah. I can't imagine people shooting guns in real life. Why not? Because we don't use guns anymore. Who doesn't? The American Army. What do you think they use? Oh, wait. They do. Yeah, I was about to ask. What do you think they shoot? <laughs> I was about to say nukes, but that would destroy half the planet. Well, that's just a bomb. Or a missile. So. We're talking about mysteries. Yeah, we've decided, okay, that wrapped up our week. We really didn't have a whole lot. 
He got his flu shot yesterday. No, I didn't get a flu shot. Yes, you did. No, I didn't get a shot. I got a diagnosis of the flu. So I have the flu. So I hope I don't get it. Yeah, I hope you don't get it either. Because I'm right close to Yeah, him. but we're far enough apart, I think. But we are going to talk about unsolved mysteries. That's what Noah decided to talk about this week, and I thought that was a pretty good topic. We I might decided, come back. Oh. I decided to do it on, at Bluegrass because we couldn't figure out what time to do it because we went to Bluegrass yesterday. No. Yeah, we were going to record yesterday, but I wasn't feeling too well. Today's Monday, right? Right. We went to Bluegrass on Saturday. We decided to... I was taught, we were eating, and then I was putting out ideas for it, and I only had mysteries, and then I said uh, animals, but I think we already done that. Yeah, we did an animal one. So <clears throat> we are going to do Unsolved Mysteries. This week, we're just going to touch on two two of them. Mainly. That leaves plenty of Unsolved Mysteries for us to come back to if we <laughs> decide to do this again, right? There are lots of Unsolved Mysteries. Maybe we can do a, do a part two and call it a mystery part two. You think? And maybe part three and part four and part five, part six, part well, seven. This five. week we're going to talk about what? Part one. All right, this is part one, but what are we going to talk about? The two you just picked. Well, I'm not going to say two of them, both of them, because it would ruin the surprise. Well, this, this is the surprise of them turning on the podcast. The Loch Ness Monster's the first one up. And what else? I don't want to spoil okay. it. We're not going to spoil We'll do it. I'll say it when we get on it. All right. So we're going to start with the Loch Ness Monster. Yes. Do you know where the Loch Ness Monster is? Scotland. In Scotland and what? Where is it at? Mm, the lake. Which is called? I don't know. The Scotland Lake. Nope. The Loch Ness. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's Loch Ness Monster. In Scotland, I believe they call a lot of their lakes are called locks. Why? I don't know. I don't live in Scotland. If anybody lives in Scotland, can you tell us why? What's it also sometimes called? Ness. Nessie, yes. Or Nessie. Nessie. Water horse. Water horse or... Isn't that called a seahorse? No. They call the Loch Ness Monster a water horse or what's this one? A beast. A beastie. Hey, this... We don't need the people to comment for us because we just found out. Loch is the Irish, Scottish, and Gaelic word for lake. There you go. That's why they call it a loch because it's the word for lake. So anybody that lives in Scotland comes to... To America, they'll see a lake and they'll call it the Loch. Yeah, they'll call it a Loch. Loch Ness is the second largest loch in Scotland. It is 23 miles long and one mile wide. And the loch reached 800 feet deep. That is deep. That is pretty deep. What do you think? Let me show you a picture and you tell me what it looks like. Nope. What does it look like? That looks like an ocean. Well, that's the lake. What's the what's the monster look like? What do you think your description is? Bron- uh, I forgot what they were called. The 
long necks. Brachiosaurus. Is that what it is? Or is it bronchus? So that's what it looks like a dinosaur? Yes. Well, this says, let's see. Loch Ness monsters believed to be a female. It may look like a cross between a seal, whale, or eel. Do you see that? No. Just very large. I see a brachiosaurus. It, but it's also got flippers. A brachiosaurus with flippers. It is reportedly very large, reaching 50 feet tall and weighing anywhere between 2,000 and 2,500 pounds. There's actually a dinosaur that. That looks like the bronchiosaurus that has flippers. Yeah, but I don't remember what that's called. Look it up. Not right now. It is believed the Loch Ness Monster has a very long neck and has two or three humps on its back. That's like a camel. Kind of like a camel. Loch Ness Monster's skin is black or gray in color. It is believed to have a large mouth with sharp teeth. What do you think the Loch Ness Monster would eat, being that big? Tiny fish. And in fish. a lake. Probably fish. That's what it says. It believe, they believe the Loch Ness Monster eats a variety of fish and reptiles that live in the lake. It may also eat animals that come close to the lake shore. But doesn't that mean it's real? <laughs> huh? Dang it, I should have chosen another animal. What? Jupacabra. Well, we can do that again. Well, what's... Many people believe that the Loch Ness is real, and many people believe that it, re... that it isn't real. In 1934, Dr. Wilson took the first picture of Loch Ness monster's head and neck. That's the picture you see all the time. People believe it. What is... They're not true. I know what it is. What? It's just like a... Plastic boat with a log. So you think it's Scooby Doo? There's somebody. Scooby Dooby Doo. Think some Where kind of Scooby Doo mystery, and somebody's driving a boat we around the lake. Solve this mystery. The picture was published in the newspaper. And was called the Surgeon's Picture. Uh oh. In 1994, it was discovered the picture was a hoax. Told ya. Some people swear the Loch Ness Monster is real and continue to look for evidence and for physical proof that it exists. Other people believe that the Loch Ness Monster is really a plesiosaur. That's what you were trying to think of earlier. A plesiosaur, the one that looks like a bronchosaurus but with flippers. A long-necked marine reptile that lived over 70 million years ago during the late crustaceous period and is extinct. Many believe that people aren't really seeing the Loch Ness Monster and that they're confusing it for other animals such as seals. What do you believe? Do you I believe be- it's real or a hoax? Both. Both? But I want to... How do you believe both? You know both? what we should do on the next podcast if we do a part two? What? We should do Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Where are you? Okay. We gotta solve this mystery now. So, the Loch Ness Monster story was big in the field of cryptozoology. You know what that is? Cryptozoology. You know what cryptozoology is? No, but it sounds funny. It is. What the heck's that? That's the picture. No, I meant the picture behind, underneath it. I don't know. I think that's probably a a man-made Loch Ness Monster. Just like a sculpture. 
How do you know? Because that's what it says. Oh. So that was that's the surgeon's photo right there. You can look it up. Everybody's seen it, I believe. But that's the photo. After the film was developed, only two exposures. Let's see. Hold on. Dr. Wilson claimed he was looking at the lock when he saw the monster, so he grabbed his camera and snapped five photos. After the film was developed, only two exposures were clear. The first photo, which is this one, shows what was claimed to be a small head and back. The second one, a blurry image, attracted little publicity because it was difficult to interpret what it was depicted. I think it's not a boat tied to a log. I think it's a log with a stick and there's a little leaf on it that makes it look like there's a little chicken head at the top. See that little bump? Yeah. The image was revealed as a hoax in 1994, supposedly taken by Robert Kenneth Wilson, a London gynecologist. It was published on the Daily in the Daily Mail on April 21st, 1934. Wilson's refusal to have his name associated with a photograph led it to being called the surgeon's photograph. The strangely small ripples in the photo fit the size and circular pattern of small ripples as opposed to large waves when photographed up close. The the analysis of the original uncropped image fostered further doubt. (coughs) Excuse me. A year before the hoax was revealed, the makers of Discovery Communications documentary, Loch Ness Discovered, analyzed the uncropped image and found a white object was visible in every version of the photo. It seems to be the source of the ripples in the water, almost as if the object was being towed. Hmm? But science cannot rule out that it was just a blemish on the negative. Additionally, analysis of the full photograph revealed the object was quite small only two to three feet long. After Christian Sperling's confession, most agreed it was what Sperling claimed, a toy submarine with a sculpted head attached. Chime was right on the first one. You were kind of right. Details of how the photo was accomplished were published in a 1999 book, Nessie, the Surgeon's Photograph, Exposed. Essentially, it was a toy submarine with a head and neck made of plastic wood built by Christian Sperling. Sperling was the son-in-law of Marmaduke Weatherell, a big game hunter who had been publicly ridiculed in the Daily Mail. Sperling claimed that to get revenge, Marmaduke Weatherell committed the hoax. Marmaduke. That's a name, isn't it? I think when you grow up and you have a child, you're going to name him Marmaduke. That no. name needs to come back. No. Oh, little Marmy. No. <laughs> People are going to find a, a name that, a nickname that rhymes with that. Marmaduke. What rhymes with Marmaduke? Barbaduke. Barbaduke. Okay. Barbaduke. Before we get Before we get way off here. So it was revealed it was a hoax. And no animal talk- has ever been discovered in the Loch Ness, which resembles a mythical monster. I told you that it was wood, but I didn't know what type of wood. A little toy submarine. So, do you think it's real, though? No. But people can believe what they believe. 
All right, so that's our Loch Ness talk. You got anything else to add about the Loch Ness? Um, whoever, uh, whoever builds toy submarines, you should probably make it where they can have a controller because then he could have just, like, hid in the bush and then some unexpecting person can just watch that thing float around in the water. Yeah, I don't know what kind of toy submarine he had because it was in 1934, so it wasn't fancy like any toy submarines we have. Mm. I don't know either. All right, so. Okay, but. That's all you got on Nessie, right? Yes, but before we do it, I'm going to do this thing. Scooby-dooby-doo. What? No, wait. Daddy, where are you? We got to solve the mystery now. Did we solve that one? The Loch Ness picture was a toy submarine with some wood on it? Yeah. Well, we didn't solve it. It was already solved. We're just what, plagiarizing it. We're not plagiarizing. We're just talking about it. I don't know what plagiarizing is. It's where you take what somebody wrote and say it's yours. All right. So, do you want to share what our next... No, but I have to redo it. Scooby-dooby-doo, where are you? We gotta solve the mystery. Ten and string. What? <laughs> in ten and string. Ah! It's hard to do it out in the scooby Yeah, why don't you just tell what it is? Ten facts. Well, we're gonna have more than ten facts. That's just what's on this page. So, what are we talking about now? The facts about Bermuda Triangle. The Bermuda Triangle. You know we've been in the Bermuda Triangle? I think you've been in it. You have too. Because we have been in Nassau, Bahamas, and it's right in there somewhere. Well, we didn't <coughs> die, so... No, we didn't disappear. <laughs> Take that. <clears throat> All right. What the heck is that, a turtle? Oh, that's a honey badger. Some people believe there are alien... There are aliens... Lot some people even believe there are alien lives in the zone. But truth is still a mystery. What? I just kind of jumped in that sentence there. That kind of didn't make any sense. Here's fact number one. Alien people. Well, hold on. Let's see if we can tell exactly where the Bermuda Triangle is. It's in the middle of Bermuda. It's Bermuda. one of only two areas on planet Earth where magnet, magnetic compasses operate differently than normal. It's near Peru. <laughs> Florida. The Bermuda Triangle does not have an exact geographic location, but it is. But the name is used for an area in the Atlantic Ocean roughly between Florida, Puerto Rico, and Bermuda. The area covers about 500,000 miles. History of the Bermuda Triangle. So, fact number one we got here. Christopher Columbus ventured in this area in 1492. His journals noted that his compass had unusual spins and he saw fireballs in the sky when he was in Bermuda Triangle. Fireballs? Fireballs. <laughs> That's not a fireball. It's called the sun. You think? You think he didn't? You think Christopher Columbus didn't know what the sun was? 
fireball. The sun is a fireball. Who saw different fireballs other than the sun, kid? Mm-hmm. Christopher Columbus probably knew what the sun was, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. How do you know? Because he was a sailor. See, if you children out there don't know why his compass was messed up, is because the magnetic pull of the Bermuda Triangle made his compass mix up, so it was going everywhere. That is correct. You want to read that one? I can't see it. The Bermuda Triangle has become a danger zone in 1950 when 700 sailors disappeared in just two years. They didn't disappear. They died. Well, but nobody ever found them. So that means they disappeared, right? How do you know something didn't happen to their ship? Well, they don't. They never found it. There have been... <clears throat> Let me tell you something. Whoever typed up this webpage here did not proofread themselves. What? Because this sentence says, There have been more than 1,000 people died in the last century in the area of Bermuda Triangle. How do you know a child didn't make this? I don't know, but they didn't proofread it. So, in the last century, that means the last hundred years. No, what's proof mean? They didn't go back over what they typed to make sure it sounded right. More than 1,000 people have died in the last hundred years in the Bermuda Triangle. 1,000? More than 1,000. Oh. No matter how many ships or planes disappeared, nobody can ever find a single debris of the wreckage. That's because we only we only discovered fifteen percent of the ocean. The ocean is much way deeper than. Yeah, but normally, when something crashes, or if a ship goes down, there's always something that floats. Like a piece of the ship might come up, or something that was on the ship deck might float to the top. But here, they have never found anything. It doesn't mean there was a thunderstorm thunderstorm and the, the boat got hit by lightning and it turned to ashes. Instantly turned to ash? Well, they would have seen ash floating on the top. Yeah, but they wouldn't know it was no. ash. If it was <clears throat> night! Pilot Bruce Gernon claims that he lost 28 minutes after flying through a time-warping cloud tunnel above the Bermuda Triangle. What? Made his plane disappear from the zone and appear in Miami Beach instead. What? So this pilot says he flew into a cloud that was over the Bermuda Triangle, and instead of coming back out where he flew into the cloud, he showed up in Miami. Twenty-eight minutes later than he was, like his watch was twenty-eight minutes slower than what it really was. Okay, that still doesn't mean you teleported. In a plane to Miami. That doesn't mean you were in a clown cloud flying and you didn't know where you were going, so you accidentally took a turn on Albuquerque and went to Miami. Well, explain how his watch was 28 minutes slow. You think he just changed his watch just to make a story? No. It was because of the Bermuda Triangle. The magnetic pulse would do anything to any electronics or anything that can be magnetized like a watch. Alright. 
there have been more than 1,000 ships and planes disappear in the Bermuda Triangle in the past 500 years. So? That's a long time, but that is 1,000 ships and planes. Well, we are not disappeared. No, we didn't. Because it's all a hoax. The Bermuda Triangle does not have a fixed triangle shape. In fact, the effects also go outside the triangle. That, so, Titanic, Atlanta, the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. You know what happened? What? It wasn't in the Atlantic, the Bermuda Triangle. What, the Titanic? Yes. No, it wasn't. It sank. What's, What's that got to do with the Bermuda Triangle? That doesn't mean that every hope mystery is real like the Bermuda Triangle. No. Passenger planes do fly in the Triangle area, for example, from Miami to Hamilton. However, there have been only four known aircraft incidents in the area. Last incident was 1949. So what do you think that means? You think that means we got better instruments now and so there's not as big of a problem? Yes. Since the last one was in 1949? Yeah. So this one guy, well, I don't know when it's it doesn't have a year for him. The term Bermuda Triangle was coined by Vincent H. Gaddis for Argosy Magazine in 1964. The headline of the magazine was The Deadly Bermuda Triangle Due to the Strange Disappearance of Planes and Ships. But also, I'm not lying. We've only discovered 15% of the ocean. Yeah, we hadn't discovered much because there's a lot of ocean and it's really deep, right? No, I mean, when, yeah, when it gets deeper, we won't be able to get there because the deepness we can get is probably like 16,000 feet, 80,000 feet. I don't think it's that deep. 800 feet. Why can't you go any lower? Do you know? Because, uh, because science, uh, because one of the su- submarines get so... S- smaller and smaller the deeper you go down. Because of what? The depth. The pressure. The pressure. So you would probably be like right here if you got a submarine all the way down to the ocean. You think it would make it shrink? No. It would not make it shrink. But the pressure would make it like so hard to breathe. And you want to be able to breathe because of the pressure. And the, if you don't have enough pressure to breathe, that means you're going to die in the ocean that nobody will find you ever again. Unless they make technology where anybody can go anywhere at, like all the way down to the ocean. Yeah, right now, the ships they make can't go down all the way yet. They can go down a good ways, but pressure still tears ships apart, too. But also, I think we are at 15% of the ocean. Can you see how big the size of the Bermuda Triangle is? All the way to Miami. 1.5 million square miles. So that's, I guess this is where it's affected stuff before. That goes all the way to Texas. I don't know what that is. Where the heck's Miami? Miami's down here in Florida. I told you he could have flew on there on an accident. Now, this other webpage here says Columbus said a huge fiery flame crashed into the ocean one night when he was in the area. 
The flame was probably a meteor. Is rather the meteor or the sun going down? I'm telling you, Columbus knew what the sun was. <laughs> you sure about that? Because Columbus looks like a dumb man. He claimed that the strange light appeared in the distance later on during his voyage and his compass was behaving unusually. The Bermuda Triangle didn't get a lot of public attention until March of 1918 when a Navy... USS Cyclops sank in the area. It was a Navy cargo ship called the USS Cyclops. SOS. The Cyclops had the ability to send out an SOS distress call to signal other ships that it needed help, but the ship never sent out the message. I know why. Because the SOS signal didn't have... There wasn't was messed up because of the what I talked about earlier. Magnetic. The magnetic pulse, and the magnetic pulse made it where he can't send anything like an SOS signal. So all his stuff was messed up that that caused electricity or magnetic because the magnetic pulse would do can mess up anything that sends a signal or like like a phone. Messes with all kinds of electronic stuff. Yes. In 1941, two ships with the same design as the USS Cyclops also mysteriously disappeared very close to the same location. Same thing. Magnetic pulse. But yeah, that makes that's why they didn't get anything sent out, but where did they go? The reason is why they sink next to each other, or close to each other, somewhere like that, is because they didn't know where to, to go, so they kept on going on, on the current, and then the ship sank somehow, and then that it was all it it all fell, went down to the USA at at. USS Cyclops. But nothing came back up. That's because the all the cargo was inside the ship. There's always something on top. In but December, see, oh. look. Those are metal crates on the ship, right? I guess. Metal things don't float. Unless they're really light. She metal things like that boat go down and they're dropped in water. So that stuff would stay down there. But see, the people, they probably weren't expecting for the USS Cyclops to sink. So they were down on the bottom floor, maybe, just saying that, and it sank and then they died on the bottom floor. So you think that's how nothing showed up? Yes. All right. But at the same time, I'm not really sure. <clears throat> we're going to talk about one more. That's the Mary Celeste, but they don't know if that was in the area or not. Go down. What? I want to talk about the rescue pilot. What, this one? Yeah. No, the one up. That one. 
Well, that starts right here. In December 1945, we'll have to cut this one short. Five Navy bombers with 14 passengers flew from Fort Lauderdale, Florida on a practice bombing mission known as Flight 19. When compasses stopped working for the leader of the mission, all, all five planes got extremely lost. The planes flew through the air, lost until they ran out of fuel. A rescue plane disappeared on the same day. The Navy searched for the wreckage of the crew of Flight 19 for weeks, but the planes and crew members had disappeared without a trace. Several other mysterious disappearances have happened since then, including three passenger planes that had recently radioed all's well, meaning everything was fine. What? Do you have anything to say about that one? Same thing. The magnetic poles messed up their compasses, so they didn't know where to go, so they were traveling the whole day trying to get out of the Bermuda Triangle, so they lost out but they ran out of fuel before they c could get out of it because they didn't know where, which way to go. So they, okay, that's good. So they kept on flying until they ran out of fuel. There, so because I don't see any glass on the plane. So that's just a drawing, buddy. But if there was glass on the plane, that means they. They survived a few days, maybe, unless they went all the way down. Because if they went all the way down to the ocean, they're dead. But the the mysterious part is, not a single thing was found. They just disappeared completely. Because planes are heavy, and if <laughs> she there was, if they didn't carry belongs on the plane, that means they could have figure out where to find them. There's always, in a wreckage, there's always stuff floating. How do you know? Because I've seen where they had planes wrecked. There's always something. There's oil spill on the water or... But it said they ran out of fuel. You still got oil. Fuel's not oil. Fuel's oh. gas. But anyway... That's where we're going to have to leave it for this week. The mysterious Bermuda Triangle. Well, we can make a part two. We can do whatever the heck we want on this podcast. And why is that? Because we own it. Oh, okay. All right. So, as always, please like and subscribe. We're getting close to 1,200 listens. Getting close. And have a good day. Oh, we're just going to cut it off right there? It's a beautiful day outside. Birds Remember, seen. if you want some swag, send your address to worldaccordingtonoah at gmail.com. We might get more swag. And we'll send you a little something. So, I we guess might, that's going to be it. Like and subscribe. We might ask some for some more swag. Okay. Like a shirt. Well, we have no shirts. But, go but ahead. we might ask for one. Okay. Or a mask. It's a beautiful day outside. Birds are singing. Flowers are blooming. On deeds like these, children like you should be subscribing to us. Thanks for listening. Have Turn a great around, week. kid. Have a good day. I hope you subscribe to the podcast and like. And don't forget to comment. Goodbye.